Hello, you wonderful soul. Thanks for tuning in. Today, I want to talk about rewriting or maybe something like a guide to rewriting or, yeah, when when do you really know that your screenplay is ready to ship? I'm going to give you a couple of indicators that you can check and recheck and hopefully they will help you figure out if your script is in a good shape already or if it still needs some work. Okay, here we go. First, the problem with the script in itself is the fact that the screenplay is just a blueprint, so to speak, because it's not the finished product other than, let's say, a novel or a poem or a spoken word or whatever written format. A screenplay is just sort of the basis and not the finished product because the finished product is going to be the movie, obviously. So it's the basis, right? So that means that the screenplay itself is probably never going to be the finished thing, which means that editing is in the DNA of screenwriting. And up until the very final moment, it will still always be editing along the way, you know? So in other terms, making a movie is really rewriting because you're rewriting the whole time. So once you have managed to get your story down on paper, the rewriting process starts until the very final moment where, yeah, the movie is is ready and you can uh, you you are comfortable with sharing it to the audiences. But along the way, everything that happens is a process of rewriting. You know, directing is, if you will, a process of rewriting. So. And then, obviously, editing is definitely rewriting because then you're trying, you know, you, you, you found, like in directing, you found some some aspects to the whole story that you hadn't considered before that. And then you run with it and you, then you explore it. And then you take it to the next level, hopefully, and you edit and you explore the story even further. Okay. So get comfortable with the rewriting process because it's going to be there for a long, long time until you watch the final product, the movie itself. Okay. I, I'm trying to give you in the following, I'm going to give you a brief um, and hopefully concise answer to, you know, this very complex matter. Um, I, don't, I still won't be able to touch on everything in, in, this, um, in this podcast, but feel free to reach out to me 
to clarify on some things. If you have still questions about the um, the uh, about the six uh, things that I'm going to highlight to you. So for this podcast, my goal is to provide you with an orientation. So here is the checklist that I came up with, you know, after having worked with so many writers for so many years, I figured that these are kind of the the stepping stones that cause a lot of struggle and issues along the way and are most likely the ones that readers, you know, spot and um, where readers spot the, the weakness of, of the script. So first off, it's character, okay? Character is exactly what the whole thing should be about at the core. So it's never really about plot. We don't connect to plot. We connect to character, hopefully. So what this means is you as an audience, so if you're watching a movie, you hopefully connect to something that happens within the character because the character needs to make choices and these choices lead to consequences. And that's really, you know, the, the narrative that you're following. So you're not following the plot because the plot is a result of exactly what I just told you, but you're following the choices of these characters, which lead to consequences. And the consequences is really what create the momentum within the story. So that, you know, the momentum propels you forward in the story. So one thing that I want you want to highlight to you is you need the hero to lead or the protagonist, whatever you want to call him or her. So what defines a character? Like I said, the goal and therefore the choices in order to get to this goal, okay? You don't need to feel sympathy for a character but you need to feel empathy. Otherwise, the reader won't care, you know, couldn't care less about what happens to the hero or the protagonist. So make sure the characters are multidimensional. How so? Well, add a character's paradox, for instance. You know, a conflict within the character. Show the character in contrast to other characters. You know, may this be in beliefs, morals, behaviorisms, or whatnot. If you want to, you know, <laughs> dig deep into that matter, just um, pay close attention to what's going on with the COVID thing right now all over the world and how this causes people to, you know, struggle and, and share their beliefs and um, how belief systems get questioned. And this, this should give you a really great mm, mythology to, to work with. So pay close attention to your surroundings. And like I said, you know, make the hero lead. Make the hero active. That's the most important part. He or she has to do all the work. Absolutely. You cannot have a passive character because that is boring, you know. But how do you achieve this? You know, by having him be or her be proactive. Like, this could be searching for clues, exploring, um, but anything, like, 
it, 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 the, the hero needs to be the driving force behind every decision. And here's the thing, decision, okay? If there are no decisions being made, something is wrong. And something that's something you need to address, you know? So you want the, the hero to have this outer goal, you know? And if this outer goal is not clear, clear enough, make sure you go back and check and make it as clear as daylight, right? So when everyone is on board with the goal, like when everybody knows what the journey is, that's when you've done your job right. And also, um, contrary to that, make sure that you have an antagonist, okay? You have someone who's standing in the way of the protagonist or the hero achieving their goal, okay? And what you can do is um, give him or her, like the, the antagonist, give uh, the antagonist the same agenda as the, as the protagonist, you know, only from a different point of view. So, for instance, if the water supply is short, let your hero come up with a formula on how to make sure everyone gets their water and let the protagonist use the shortage of water to make a quick buck. No, excuse me, and let the antagonist use the shortage of water to make a quick buck. The other way around. You get it. They are both addressing the same issue because they are both addressing the same issue of, of water shortage. Um, but and, and they and it becomes clear that the water needs be needs to be rationed. But they have different whys, and that is that's the core of every character is for you to know the why. And this brings me to the next bullet point, which is character arcs. So if you know the why someone is doing what he or she is doing, that's a good start. Now you need to figure out the character arc. And in order to do so, you need to understand that story is always transformation. At least, um, at least it is something that, you know, changes from beginning to end that there's there's something different the amount of how much different it is that's your choosing okay but make sure that there is a transformation other than that it will not feel like a movie to us and we as an audience will we will probably feel betrayed because of that because of the you know lack of transformation um so a character really does not need to change um, in a 180 degrees kind of way, but you need to make sure that the character undergoes uh, a kind of transformation. Um, so, a as a cliche it might sound, but it all comes down to the hero has to learn something in order to transform, uh, to transform into something new, a newer self, and or a new awareness of self. You know, and use this to make sure you touched on all the stages of character arc. So the stages of, of character growth are the following. It's reacting, it's growth, and then followed by committing, okay? Then followed by change, 
which ultimately leads to the new life. Give your characters, here's a, here's a quick tip, give your characters, especially your protagonists, visible flaws to overcome. The mightier, the better. Remember, the reader needs to explore the flaws. Never tell them what the hero's flaws are. Just show, you know? Show, don't tell, remember? Okay, now on to the next bullet point, which is scene. And scene, yeah, you're basically pretty familiar with scene writing, I, I would assume. So you have heard of the, of the phrase, come in late, and uh, so come in late and leave early, which basically means that, you know, don't start the scene with, you know, hello, my name is, jump right to the conflict, you know, don't have people small talking their way into the scene, just jump right into the mess, you know, where it gets messy, because that's what we actually want to see, right? So start very late and also leave early, okay? Which means that you, you, you cannot leave every scene with a cliffhanger, but you can at least, you know, try to leave certain clues hanging and don't answer everything and don't, you know, especially conflicts, don't wrap up conflicts within one scene, okay? Expand them over a couple of scenes. This will make, this will create momentum and it, you know, it, and it will create tension within the reader. And that's exactly what you want because that makes the reader read on. And another tip is um, don't hit the same emotional note twice in a scene, okay? Sometimes, especially at the beginning, if when you when you just uh, writing your first draft, which is totally fine, then you are still exploring. Um, most of the time, you trying to navigate your your writing, and 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 you trying to figure out what the characters are talking and how they're talking and whatnot. So it can very often be the case that you find yourself especially in a conflict then it, that the that the conflict is turning into an argument between two people and these people just you know keep repeating the same conflict over and over again by just using different words so that is that's a very common thing to look out for yeah so just to give you a quick idea of how a scene could be structured in the most condensed form, it could look like, okay, show a problem, then show the character's response, and leave with a cliffhanger. All right, so this brings us to the next bullet point, which is the dialogue, all right? Eliminate ramblings and small talk, okay? Skim through the screenplay and always ask yourself, can this rather be shown than told? Okay? And can this information rather be given in any other form than just simply someone blurring it out? 
you know, just blurting it out to, yeah, to someone in order for the reader to get it, okay? Never a good idea. So always try to look out for these, you know, dosages of information that just need to be in there in order to make people understand what, you know, is going on. But yes, don't overdo it. Okay, and then also use subtext, which is in a nutshell stating a different want, but hiding the actual need. Well, not every scene needs subtext, right? But if a scene feels as if there's, <clears throat> you know, a scene like you've seen a million times before, then it's definitely time to add some subtext. You know, let the reader figure it out what they what what they are really talking about, what the characters are talking about, and you know, let them let the reader do the math is is probably the the most common saying when it comes to all of this, because the 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 number one you know cardinal sin cardinal sin that you can do as a as a writer is you know, blurting it out or laying it out before anyone. So, <clears throat> because you're you're so afraid of of people not getting it that you overdo it. So that's never a good idea. And also, what you <clears throat> maybe another way to look at dialogue um, that could help you is not seeing dialogue as sort of you know this the spoken word kind of thing you know the the, the monologues being ex exchanged <laughs> you know one holding a monologue and then the other character jumping in and and presenting their monologue and and then you're trying to figure out what you know the dialogue is going to be about uh, you know within them within this but you know think about dialogue as a kind of action you know it it reveals sort of the the backstory of the character um their personal likes or dislikes you know maybe even more moral statements everything that sort of drives the story and the narrative forward so maybe think of it as a kind of an action right and uh, the same way like you would use the action lines to you know propel the story forward think of it uh, in dialogue as well like dialogue can be these nuggets to for the reader to explore because and then they drive the story forward they catapult the story forward um so last tip about dialogue every dialogue needs to serve a purpose and if the purpose is not revealing something not giving vital information not adding subtext to the whole thing and not creating another layer of anything, then it's just ramblings and these need to be weeded out and just cut it, get rid of it, boom, gone, don't look back, okay? Kill your darlings, uh, that's all I can say. You know, 90% of the dialogue can be improved by simply just cutting it, okay? Keep that in mind. So, you know, editing, like rewriting and going through the dialogue and cutting half of it, that's probably a good first step. Okay, that brings me on to the next bullet point, which is structure. And structure is, you know, too, it's it's just a lot to cover in a short condensed form, but 
Uh, here's what I'm going to say about structure. Keep in mind that it's entertaining, okay? That's your obligation as a writer. That's the simplest I can put it. You know, make it worth the reader's time. Full stop. That's it, okay? So, of course, there is all these, um, you know, structural formatting things that you have heard of. There's Save the Cat, there's the Snowflake method, there's the Sequence method. You know, there's, there's such a bunch of stuff out there. There's, you know, the Hero's Journey, <clears throat> which is nothing else but um, the Save the Cat thing. But they all have one thing in common. They want to make sure that it stays entertaining and that the story takes a lot of turns that really propels the story forward and keep the reader engaged. And that's really what you should be looking at, okay? So it's organizing really when and how to give the information and do so in a very entertaining way, okay? And you can always, you know, because everything that you read out there is kind of based on Aristotle's way of looking at the three-act structure, you know, because what he said was like the structure the, at, the, at the core of things is really pity, fear, and catharsis. That's really, the, you know, the three stones that, you know, the, this, this re, three uh, rock-solid things that you need to hit in your story, okay? And on to the next bullet point, which is uniqueness. Okay, what do I mean by that? Well, first off, we got to talk about if you're writing something that does not interest you or does not hook you into wanting to explore it more, then don't write it. As simple as that, you know? Because if it doesn't interest you, why should it matter to others, right? Yes, exactly. So this is why I wanted to highlight this, because I feel that this is an, an ingredient that is missing from so many scripts that I get to read. You know, where even, you know, on, on the craft side of things, these scripts feel like very solid okay and they they are a good read indeed yes you can read from top to bottom without you know really getting catapulted out of it but at the end of the script you feel like you still feel betrayed in a certain way because what happens is that it's not so interesting it's not so interesting because you can sense if someone's really pouring their heart out or if someone's just, you know, addressing something that he or she thinks people might be interested in. But the writer itself is not interested in this subject. So a good way to start is always for me to look inwardly, like what is going on with myself 
what are my shortcomings? What are my flaws? You know, why, you know, I always, you know, it, it, within my family, you know, I, I find myself constantly, um, you know, it, when I'm, when I'm with my kids, you know, they, they, they seem to be like a constant reminder of things that I need to be working on, you know, things that, you know, either I, I should really be concerned about because I that was just wrong behavior, you know, and um, I need to figure things out because that's probably something that, you know, that I that I uh, learned in my childhood, you know, and now I now I implement it in my um, in my uh, in, in the kids are bringing too, but it's not correct, you know, and now I see what it's doing to them and I need to course correct. So this is stuff for me that I need to write about because um, it keeps me sane. Um, and it's not easy, you know, I, I won't lie to you. It's it's really, it's hard. And um, like looking yourself in the mirror, uh, looking at yourself in the mirror is never fun, you know, when, when you start seeing all your flaws and your shortcomings. It's, that is tough. That's tough. But here's the thing. If you want to be a writer, I think there is no no way around this so you better get accustomed to that and you get a yeah you get familiar with feeling this way because at the end of the day that's exactly what people will connect to they will connect to something that you know that that really feel like as if you're being honest which hopefully you are you know that's not to say that everything needs to be a documentary of your life that's not what I'm telling you. No, um, what I'm saying is that at the core of whatever story you're telling, you know, there should be you and your issues and the struggles that you're dealing with. But if you want to make it an entertaining story, you better come up with an abstract form to this, okay? Because then this will... Uh, this is exactly what will hook the reader then. And then the reader will be willing to spend time within your story, but only if the character feels real. And the character will feel real if you give him or her the exact struggle that you are having right now or that you encountered a couple of years ago or whatnot. Okay. So that's it for today, you know. I truly hope that this brief checklist gives you, you know, the much needed orientation to navigate your rewriting process and figure out if your screenplay is ready to ship yet. And like I said, guys, your honesty is is your friend. And you know, this honesty is probably hard to look into but it will it will guide you and if you let it this is this can be a beautiful thing because deep down inside you know you know when things are going right and you know when things are going wrong and i myself you know speaking from from my experience i know when i hit gold and I know if it's just mediocre, but I talk myself into believing that I can get away with it. 
and I never can. People spot it right on. So there is no denying when things, when I messed up, you know, and sometimes I try to, I try to not be open to my gut feeling because I know that if I am, this means I need to be honest and this leads to me needing to put in the work and the work yes i every every writer out there knows this at the end of the day writing is tough it really is and it's a it's a lot of hard work and it can be very frustrating at times but it's also it can also be super rewarding at times and that's why you do it you know just remember those days when you sit down and and you just type it away and your your fingers are floating on your keyboard uh, keyboard and and you really everything's pouring out of you those are the moments that we all long for right those are the great moments but even if it's not going super great at first just keep in mind that pulling through is the only way to stay at it you know not every day will be a great writing day no one out there has good writing days all day every day no one but the difference between the ones that you know get to the end and be successful with it are the ones that don't stop no matter what don't stop all right beautiful souls thanks for listening tune in back next week and keep an eye out for future episodes to come i have a bunch of guests lined up which i'm super excited to be talking to in the next couple of weeks um you would do me a huge favor if you share this podcast with fellow writers so that they can also benefit from you know what i have to share you put out the word and um, share this podcast um, do a review um, whatever whatever it is um, thanks for your constant support thanks for listening and yes keep writing take great care guys bye